that I, and I typed this up today because I know people want to know how did you come to that decision um, when the, at the last board meeting, even though it was virtual, we, I, I felt like, okay, we can do this. We have a good plan. Dr. Borf and his team and his committee did well, but how did we arrive here? So if you'll bear with me, I want to read this. Um, two weeks ago at our last board meeting, we reviewed work, the work of Dr. Borf, his reopening committee, and many other administrators and teachers in our district on how we would be able to open our schools safely with students in attendance and also have an option for students and teachers to participate virtually. We also approved a resolution that would allow for our administrative team to revise plans when new information became available since we understood that this invisible virus could spread very rapidly through our community. The data we were seeing at that time was showing that the number of people being infected in our community had slowed from previous months. Last week, the administrative team with city officials and members of the Fisher's Health Department gathered to help us be better prepared for when our schools open in less than a month. And Ms. Chandler uh, talked about this. We were given a, a scenario to check to see if we had the systems and procedures in place, currently in place, if our systems and procedures would be adequate. We were to use what we learned to identify gaps in our plan, additional training needs, improvements in communication, and any other items to consider that would help in dealing with issues that will occur while operating a very large school system in the midst of a pandemic. We found this simple exercise of just two students in the same family at two different schools contracting the virus, not just stressful because of the tremendous amount of time and resources our staff will need to be doing outside of the scope of their normal jobs, but also the communication that will need to be made with the families that would be affected by it. Also weighing heavily on our minds were the many factors that are completely out of our control, such as relying on students and parents to be honest about symptoms and exposure and to follow instructions to quarantine if exposed and to do the work to help stop the spread of the virus. And that is just as simple as wearing masks, which we were, I was told by many people, we're not going to do it. Throughout this whole exercise, teaching and learning were, they weren't even mentioned. We never talked about how are we going to teach kids throughout this? It was what is going on to deal with those two students. The people we identified as having roles to play in this kind of scenario would not have time to do their regular jobs if they had only a few of these instances play out. And we have no budget to hire more people for these roles. We are grateful for the Fisher's Health Department for gathering the data, sharing it with us, and the general public, setting up a convenient site that makes it easier for residents to get tested, and also their help with contact tracing for those who are infected to help slow the spread of the virus. We are pleased that the city of Fishers and now the state of Indiana is requiring residents to wear face masks in public and are hopeful that doing so will cause a decrease in active cases and cause us to move to the next phase and getting back to normal in our schools. We all know that in-person learning is what is by far the best for our students. But with the recent spike in the spread of infection in our community and the need to quarantine all, the, all who are in close contact with an infected person for 14 days from exposure, school district leaders could easily foresee in-person learning would most likely be interrupted and entire classes and schools would move from in-person to virtual at some point in the first days or even week of school. It is not fair for our families to not know the plan for their children's education from day to day, nor is it fair for our teachers to have to plan for both virtual and in-person learning each day, not knowing if their classes would be quarantined. We apologize for the inconvenience this is causing our families and are hoping that we will only be doing virtual learning for a short time. 
We are looking to our community to help do the work of controlling the spread of the virus so we can get back into our schools. We are very aware that data has shown that school-aged children are the lowest risk to, are at the lowest risk to die from the disease, but our staff does not fall into that category. The staffing of our schools, teachers, bus drivers, nurses, cafeteria workers, and more, were, they were also taken into consideration in this decision. Putting our staff back to work in experimental environments at a time when the viral spread is increasing in our community not only puts them at risk of contracting the disease, but increases the need for substitutes to take over when they, should they become sick. We were in short supply of substitutes before the pandemic, and finding qualified personnel to take over classes when a teacher is out due to quarantine or a positive case would be a monumental task. We have all read the report from the American Academy of Pediatrics that supports going back to school in person, and we agree that is what is best for students. The report also mentioned that schools need to be flexible and work with their local health departments and be willing to revise and adapt due to changing viral conditions in our communities. We are doing exactly as they have recommended and have changed our recent plans because of the increase in viral spread. If starting in-person classes in an untested environment was not one that could have dire consequences for those who may become infected, we would have been willing to open normally. But our students and staff are far too precious for us to take that risk. Other districts in Indiana and around the country will start in-person classes, and we can look at their data to help us make the decisions on when to move to the next phase, as well as the data about the disease in our own community. Dr. Borf and his team have put a strategy in place that they are working to refine to change transition or to transition from virtual learning to in-person when the spread of the disease decreases. This is a cautious approach and a much safer one that is adaptable depending on the circumstances in our community. We are confident that our educators will work to make sure the virtual learning experience is much better and consistent um, and consistent to, um, to what, the, what the students may have experienced in this and better than what the, the students may have experienced in the spring when staff were given just hours to change their method of teaching and couldn't access materials left at school. We are innovators in HSE, and I know our staff will be doing the hard work to ensure our students will learn. We look forward to hearing more about the plan from Dr. Borf today and in the weeks to come. As a parent, you can help us make this time better for your children. Regardless of what you think about the decision, if you talk to your children and have a positive attitude, they will make it through this and have the opportunity to learn and adapt to the changing conditions. In my many years in education, I found that our children are much more resilient and adaptable than adults. It is our hope that this relatively brief time in our students' lives will have a positive effect on them, shaping them into adults who understand that situations can change very quickly, and they won't just adapt to new they won't they won't just adapt to new circumstances, but can thrive. And I'm speaking as a school board member, but I'm also speaking as the parent of a rising senior who said to me just last week when the decision was made to start virtually, does this mean that I'm never going to go back to my high school? March 13th, 2020 will be the last day I step foot in that high school. And I certainly feel for him, and I certainly hope that that is not the case. But it's up to our community to work together to make sure that's not the case.